quiver's full of hope. I've got the urge to walk the prairie and chase the antelope. Aspen's gold on snow-capped peaks, the elk call me away. I can't keep my mind on working on this fine September day. I've got Nimrod neurosis, longbows on the brain. I'm an outdoor junkie through and through. TriQuest Podcast, Spring Bear Hunt 2020. What's going on, fellas? Man, it was a great week. This was so much fun. I really appreciate you guys um, putting putting this all together, the the, the camp, and and um, taking the time to um, invite me up here and and get together. It was, it was really fun hanging out with you guys. Yeah, that's the voice of Preston Taylor, our uh, new brother from another mother, and. Uh, Carson, Carson Brown here. I just like to say uh, thanks to Preston for coming up. I'm just really thankful it fell together the way it did, and we started uh, Spring Bear Track Camp. James orchestrated it, and uh, I don't think I've learned so much on one, you know, in one week of hunting uh, ever uh, as, as I've learned on this this week. Um, following Preston through the woods, tracking bears, mountain lions. Uh, it's, you know, I think James and I both have a foundation for learning how to trail and track from, from just following elk trails. Let's not get too deep into the woods here. I just want to say I'm really thankful. I've learned so much this week. Thanks, Preston. Jeez. Yeah, no, I concur. I, um, I can see, uh, Preston over here, uh, we'll turn him red in the face, but nah. He's uh, a modest, humble guy. The... The way Preston moves to the woods and, and uh, his relationship with the landscape, uh, I think I said it before, it's impressive and there's something to be learned from it. And to the point where when you when you finally see him fall on the trail, you're like celebrating to yourself like, yeah. yes. Or he falls too. <laughs> or he breaks a, a, a yeah. stick. You're like, yeah. oh, he, he makes noise in the woods too. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't okay. happen often. Yeah. He's human. And well, the animals, man, they teach me the most. I'm. They're always telling me when I do things wrong. Yeah, yeah. We following the bear, like you learn. We learned a lot of stuff along the way, like just a lot of nuances, like little things, like where the bear stopped and bit on the root of the tree to, to kind of test, test the, the cambium layer of yeah. the tree, or um, and I've seen that little thing, you know, those nicks before, or yeah. or the the way uh, he would. Um, scratch the tree and the way he would grip the tree with his mouth you, you know like just having it pointed out and just really made sense and, and a lot of times when I see those sort of things I don't know what they are I'm just trying to figure out what it is and I don't come to any conclusion and walk away you know move on but now you know when you have Preston with you you can be like hey I've seen that before here it is what what is that and he's like yeah. oh that's what they do that. and you're like oh okay now I see the picture that's yeah now when I see that again in the woods I can imagine that animal that bear that that cat doing this right now and still you guys are seeing things that i haven't seen before i mean like james is your observations with the the stump feeding for the insect larvae you know and and um that's something that it doesn't happen around me uh so it's really cool to hear about that and this whole time james is all nervous because we're not seeing any stump feeding yeah. you know and james and, and james said he's like is that really what they're doing you know and and then and then the day james saw the stumps getting torn into Carson saw a huge termite hatch and carpenter ants coming out, and that was it. You know, we just yeah. had two days of sun, started. 
and and that was so cool. And that behavior is on. Yeah, um, it's just late this yeah. year. Yeah, because during this camp, I've had to uh, run home and deal with. I'm, I'm, we're homeschooling our children with COVID nineteen, like everybody else is doing with their children, and um, and my wife is a nurse and still working, and so I'm. It was in camp for you know three or four days, and then I had to run home for in the mornings to take care of kids. And then I, my oldest daughter is is got a bear tag, and we're we're rifle hunting with her, looking at clear cuts and stuff, and trying to get her her first bear. Um, and so yeah, I was not seeing that that behavior, and I was wondering if I was almost making it up because it usually starts around the beginning of May. We just didn't have that heat to turn it on yet, and as soon as it as soon as we got that eighty degree weather. It was overnight. We, you know, we, me and Alexa were on two bears uh, two nights in a row, and the whole unit was nothing but scratch dumps, and the bears were just getting into them. Yeah. And it's kind of funny that you weren't aware of that, because that, I would say, is pretty much common knowledge amongst spring bear hunters in western Oregon. Up here, yeah. Yeah, because that's how you hunt clear cuts, you know. You know what? Actually, I would say like 50% of the guys I talked to that I tell, that we talked about that, they didn't know about that. Really? They're just looking for grass-feeding bears and did not really pay attention to that or, or understand It's that. a real obvious yeah. sign once you're keyed into it because uh, yeah. the inside bark of those trees is orange. And so, you know, you just you, pull up You your... get a real confidence once you see it happening. You're like, oh, he's in here. He's in one of those bushes that you can't see right now. He's going to get up and show himself. And that's what they generally what happens yeah and that's where we'd have an advantage if we had another week because we've seen a lot of these cuts that had no scrapes they weren't testing stumps they weren't ripping apart yep. stumps and now it's going to start Starting showing new. up and you and, and so then you know okay there was a bear in here in the last day or two yeah you see yeah. that it so, seems to be the yeah. first we've got to head home <laughs> yeah right it seems to be the food source between greens and uh baby deer now baby deer now and it might yeah. turn off for a couple of days because we're getting an inch of rain tomorrow right yeah and so yeah. it might it might go dormant again for a couple days yeah. yeah yeah but that was neat i'm learning stuff too you guys yeah and so much about elk you guys are so much more experienced elk hunting than me that i've been just picking your brains about every time you encounter elk like what would you do now you know what's, what's that noise like? and and carson can make calls without it's just his voice it's incredible i'm wondering like these woods like in september i was starting to think that the elk had moved to a different planet or a different state or a different country but Feeling uh, pretty humble to know that they're they're still here, huh, fellas? <laughs> yeah, yeah, they sure here. are. Man, James knows this place. He's walked every single drainage that we've been down into to look for bears. Yeah. He's been there on foot walking it. Um, everywhere we go, he's like, oh, you know, this I had this encounter with a bull here. It's incredible the way you know this place. How many encounters with bull elk you've had? Yeah, uh, over the years. Like, I mean, I knew well, you got into them before, but like hearing all these stories, like you're. You've got some elk hunting experience well, under your belt, man. Yeah. I don't know that many yeah, people sure. who have had as well, many encounters well, with how many inside elk, shooting range. How many, when I took you into my honey hole, what did it look like in there? Oh, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Cattle trails oh. everywhere you look. But oh. they're elk tracks, not cattle. They're yeah. everywhere. Yeah. 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 Rubs. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah. it's so, elky. Elky country. Yeah. I just tough ha- to hunt. Yeah. Oh, this is steep. Brushy. We're, we're, in, we're in bear camp right now. We're, uh, we're on a beautiful... Clear, crystal clear river or uh, creek. Um, it's second growth, firs and alders. Uh, it's very lush and green. Everything is, uh, there is a lot of food source everywhere. You, it's very yeah. thick here. There's cover, yeah. water, and feed everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, and not, 
always the most enjoyable stuff to walk no, through. No, not at all. The jungle. I tell myself when I'm doing it by myself, like, there's better places to be. Yeah. Like, why am I here? And then, and then you try to get on something like a bear. Even big bears, the top of their shoulders might be waist high, and so you're crawling. Tunnels. You know, yeah, down tunnels. Yeah. I, we now, not to jump too far ahead, but that was a question I meant to ask you. So we're following fresh cat tracks yesterday, fresh that morning, and it's following fresh elk tracks. Mm-hmm. It's it's dogging these elk, hunting them. And we followed that for a couple miles, maybe almost three miles. Yeah. And it was easy to stay on the cat tracks because he was on the elk and they left a lot of track to follow. Anyway, my question was, those elk, go? do they go on their knees when they go under some of that salmon berry? They, they can. Yeah. I mean, uh, <clears throat> if they don't need to, they won't. They can usually push through it. There's definitely but there's some places, places where we had to go hand to knees, the, the, and I'm trying to imagine a big elk going through there. They're, they're really nimble. They can they can put their head almost all the way to the ground and then lift it up underneath like a snake in a yeah. way, and they slip under stuff. Like and they're the really good. Drop their rack, one leg to their yep. forward. Yep. One way their bowls can do their. Yep. And then they, and then they come sideways. Yep. And roll right under the way yep. a person would okay. roll under yep. a tree. They'll roll that rack right under. They I was sure can. A real hard time imagining yeah. how those elk got through some of those tunnels they, of salmon berries. Yeah. And then and then the blacktails. You know, I've seen the blacktails up on old growth logs. You know, fucking walking on top of old growth logs. Yeah. I've seen um, black. I've seen blacktails army crawling. Yeah. Before and seen yeah. all the, the <clears throat> duff where they just. Yeah. They seen someone. They dropped and then they crawled to get to the where they could run. Yeah. So in this country, I mean, they yeah they know how to maneuver. Yeah. 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 And I think that that's a um, a good point with elk that a lot of elk hunters don't think about is that elk eyes they they're generally around like four or five feet in the air and at any given time they could be like six inches off the ground. Yeah. You know that long neck. You, yeah, it, people don't. They can peek under the brush. Yeah. They can peek under your legs. Just a t- <clears throat> drop in the head, and yeah. I think that that. Um, I think that's where I get busted a lot. Yep. A good call in deer see too. You. Yeah, a good a, um, a good thing to do is like when I'm on trail or if I'm still hunting and I think I'm getting close to animals is uh, I, I squat down. So it's yeah. a, it's a, it's minimal movement. It's just straight down. Yeah, straight down. But you can all of a sudden see through the forest when your eyes yeah. are knee level. Where, where bedded animals, that's where their eyes are at. A whole different And they can see your legs moving. Yeah, yeah. it's a totally different perspective. Yeah. yeah. But you don't want to be, like, bending over a lot. It's a real, yeah. like, s- deliberate, slow, easy movement, you know. Yeah. Totally. So these guys were, we were here for eight days, Friday to Friday. These guys showed up last Friday. Um, we just broke camp down and just had breakfast. And um, So Friday night we came down and set wall tent up and we went out and uh, found firewood and filled the truck up with firewood, which we got more than enough because <laughs> we got a half a truckload that we're leaving behind, which is good. Yep. Um, and and uh, since James lives on the ocean... You brought 50 oysters for us to grill the first night? The first night. Tacos, tacos, <laughs> oh, oysters. Oh, man. Yep. I, that was uh, good. We had carne asada tacos. Yep, and you, uh, you set the bar. We ate well. Fresh <laughs> oysters. We yeah. ate well. Yeah, we sure yeah, have. We were eating uh, venison, roadkill venison, thanks to Carson Brown. <laughs> uh, I brought some big wild-caught shrimp into oh, yeah. camp one night. Shrimp rolls. Uh, uh, Preston brought Preston, uh, wild pig. Meat, wild, wild cow cattle cow wild cattle cow which uh, you may not have known <laughs> yeah 
was table fare. It's delicious. Delicious. It's almost wild elky. Um, Some wild hog bacon. Yeah. Oh, yep. that was good. The wild cow rendered fat for cooking veggies and stuff. Oh, man. yeah. That that was it's like bear grease. Oh, bear grease. so good. Yeah. So, yeah, and we all eat the same, so that was nice. We ate really good. and um, That's been super fun, just sharing camp. Yeah. With other people that have a like-minded, you know, attitude to yeah. the woods and the camping and everything, yeah. it's been really, really pleasurable. Um, so first day of the hunt, there's a big bear I uh, have seen a few times, and so I thought we should go looking for him. You know, who knows? He may not be alive. But if, if if it holds a big bear, there's probably another big bear around, and so it's kind of where we started the hunt. We kind of drove around. I showed him a little bit of the woods and glassed a few things and. I really wanted to get out and hunt, but I really was just kind of wanting to find some sign and and uh, kind of show them around. But I could see the frustrations of, of, of being in the truck a little too long, which we all get. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're, 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 on, on, we're on James' home turf, and he wants to he wants to give us a tour. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, which I think great. Preston and I were both like itching to get on our feet. feet and, uh, <laughs> but we are literally going to where I'm planning on parking, where we're going for our day hunt. We're and Preston looks at me and says, "Are we gonna park the truck and go hunting or <laughs> not?" And I'm like, "Yeah, bro. Like, yeah. we're almost there. Like, it's about to happen." <laughs> so we do park the truck, and uh, we head down uh, to the spot. And right out the gate, there's this this fir tree broken, yeah, big bear tracks. It's like fairly fresh bear bear crap. Yeah, we're we're a day behind this bear. It's not smoking fresh, but it's like good enough where the education, uh, our our bear tracking education, yeah, great place to start. Yeah, yeah, that was a good sized boar. Like you, you knew you had seen a big bear in that yeah. area, and and that's why you were taking us there. Um, and and yeah, he had come through, and we we cut his sign right pretty quick. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, he came up to mark at the top of that. Yeah, landing, that yeah, top of that grass road at the. Landing. Yeah, he, he 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 did that foot marking and bit that first sapling. And he showed us a lot. Like he showed us a lot of the different behaviors on that 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 track right there. Right, you know, it was showed, it was his straddling. Circuit. Yep, Part he had straddling circuit. in there. Yep, standing to rub. Standing to rub. Yep. Yeah, he he foot was markings where you could see stomp like a dinner plate size, basically worn hole in the ground where he yeah. stepped or, yeah. or bears have stepped yeah this over is a big boy over the yeah. years yeah marking he had a big foot yeah. yeah yeah that was a good one yeah and yeah and so we, we we thought we were about a day behind him and his track started going down um an old skid road these roads you know can be decades old and they get grown up and grown over but they still offer a really good corridor of movement for a lot of animals um and, and good food on them and so those travel corridors, because we're getting close to the peak of the rut, you know, the bears are cruising these looking for sows. Um, and so he, we followed him as he moved down that old skid road into the drainage. And these are old, like, they're decommissioned. So yeah. They're, they're, they're no longer drivable, just running. Oh, yeah. Road. Yeah. I mean, some of them are thick. Yeah. 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 But, they're, but they're still travel corridors. Animals yes. know that. Yeah. And, and the, where there was good vegetation, we could really see that flagging, right? You could see yeah. a lot of his trail pretty easily you can move pretty fast yep. when you have that. but then we got down into the the younger fir forest and you lose that herbaceous vegetation and the for, the, the forest floor becomes really hard and it was really difficult to see tracks there you know nearly impossible most of the time and and so we just had to kind of have faith that we were on his trail watching the side well, of we it we would find like a, just a 
piece of vegetation that was bent over and smashed into the grass enough where you're like, I think this is yep. him, and then that would lead to something that would give you a little, yeah. But it would be so minute. Yeah, it, it, I was gonna say, and that's where you taught us like the it's, it's methodical when you when you are in that situation. Like Preston was about to say, you, you, you're watching, you know the dumped off the side of the road or went up the hill and so you're checking any place okay no that's this old elk tracks where they went off the edge of the road but you're watching that the whole time you're moving forward looking for any sign to confirm he's still there and you're hoping to hit a point which i hadn't heard that term before but you call it uh track track traps track traps yeah yep. so yeah. then you're you get to a point where okay here's some soft mud under this you know alder that's falling over the road and then you start looking for maybe a hair where he, you know rubbed on that alder he went under or you know uh, a piece of track and that's a lot of uh, just so people understand, it's not always a big fat bear track. Sometimes no. you're just looking for that little piece of a path. Yeah, that's the that's right what shape. I was trying to allude it, to. Yeah, and Preston really can see that. Uh, he can see just a little piece of a pad, pad. and be like, oh, yeah, we're on, on top of elk tracks. Right, right. Like, so you got all this elk sign that's screwing you up. Oh, man, the elk. And me and Preston are good at, like, seeing two or three elk tracks on top of each other, and you start to imagine there's some pads that aren't there. Uh, <laughs> Square pads that's, instead of round that's pads. That's me, me and James. Yeah. yeah, are, yeah are really Preston. easy to start yeah, seeing Carson that. and I. Preston just like, no, guys, no, that's, that's, that's just multiple it. elk tracks. We're like, oh, okay. And, and I also would like to point out that as this starts, it starts off with, like, Preston is this great teacher. Like, we are watching him do what he's doing, and then soon he's integrating us into the track, and me and Carson are literally taking turns leading the track. So being behind the tracker is cool, but being the tracker, it's intense. Like, you're really tied into the situation. There's a lot of uh, uh, just... Mental energy. Mental. Yes, it's focused yeah. with. You got to have. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember that, one uh, time I got stamina. So stamina. You focus, really yeah. focal, yeah. focal stamina is required. And and that's the that's what happens when you're on a really difficult trail, especially these soft footed animals. The, the easier the trail is to follow, the less mental energy it takes to stay on it. And yeah. so and so you just don't get as tired quickly. You just move ahead and oh, yeah. confirm yeah, yeah, it. Move yeah. ahead, confirm it. Yeah. And confirm I, it. you know. Uh, of course, a guy wants to stay keep keep on the front of the track, but he wants to share the, the learning. Me and Carson are just going back and forth, like, kind of like, "Hey, all right, it's your turn, right? It's yeah. my turn," and it's exciting while you're there. But then also, it's nice to get a, a yeah. mental break. Yeah. Yep. And what this looks like, guys, is we're tracking this animal through the jungle. But three people. It sounds kind of cumbersome, but the other people are are looking for what you missed. Yeah. The trackers. Yep. So they're looking the for trails, the off trails. Yep. yep. And then they, they are also keeping a, vis, a visual because you are so focused on the ground that it, if there is something happening out there, you know, you, that's, this is where it's really fun. Like you guys that bugle elk, that you've got a good partner that you know what you guys are doing. When I'm with um, like, like my buddy Matt or Tim or people I track and hunt with a lot, like we all know what we're doing. Nothing has to be said. And they're the people, the people role. behind the tracker, like like you said, James, they're looking for the animal. They're looking for turns where the, the lead person missed it. And when it gets really difficult, you know, like you guys experience, the person on point can, they can point to where they think the animal might have gone, but they stay on the route the animal yep. was going. The person yep. behind them can check that. Yep. They either they whistle like I got it, or they say no. Yep. 
and and so in that way it's fluid you know it's real natural to fall into those roles just the nature of it It, and if you've got somebody behind you that can look for the animal it's really helpful yeah and it's interesting because i didn't know like what that dynamic would look like i was like how is three guys going to go into the brush and hunt a bear but it it was actually like we were working together and there's a lot of stump shooting that happens. <laughs> yeah. That was so much fun. I haven't done that we much stump shooting stump since shooting. last fall. Yeah. It was Man. great. You guys Man. are good shots. Yeah, we. I think we. There's there's a couple days there where we were all just like making some shots a little bit. Yeah, a little I bit mean, above our pay grade shots. Yeah, like yeah. and it got to the point where we were having so much fun. We we all for, forfeited a broadhead arrow out of our quiver for an extra one. Yeah, yeah. So it was almost bum. Bummer if you were out yeah. on, a, on a six, seven mile hike and, you, yeah. and you, your, your blood arrow went away. Yeah, James finally said, he was like, look guys, there's three of us. If we each just have three broadheads, that's nine broadheads. So everybody carry two stump arrows, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was yeah. like, all right, I've never needed nine broadheads. It works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were good. We yeah. were, we were but uh, that, armed. And then once we started carrying more blunt arrows, we weren't having problems with our blunt arrows. Uh, 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 like. uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Carson turned me on to these really slick blunts that are just smooth they don't have any claws or anything in it and they they don't break as many arrows or less is more who would figure they're, yeah. they're 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 like what 40 cents yeah. a piece yeah. or if yeah. you buy them by the hundreds maybe less yeah. and they're just the simple yeah. uh made by pdp just yeah. a simple uh it's the best for blunt. whatever <gasps> the, the only drawback is they only come in 125 160 maybe they have a 145 but i think they stop at 160 yeah. they have and a dude, we're, they have a 160 we're bouncing these um fur sherwood shafts like off of trees like yeah. they, they, they we yeah. did we really didn't break many. No, the no. only time we, we had a problem with our stumping arrows was when you lose a point in a tree, you know, the glue yep. bond breaks because you smack it hard and then it's yep. hard to pull out and you lose a point in there. Or you hit something so hard you're not going to lose off yeah. the back end. Yeah, but the, like or the old... Or you lose it in the duff, the ground just... Yeah, the, the ground, the ground ate it. a couple The of old furs, it sinks into the bark, but then the alders, it just bounces off of, you know. And yeah. Anyway, so that first day we followed that trail and that bear, it was like a day old and he basically did a big circle down through this watershed and then back up a finger ridge all the way back to where we started. Yeah. Full um, circle. Full the full circle. circle, just cruising looking for a sow is what we figured. Yeah. Yeah. And then once he was back up top there, it was on the road and, and the gravel road that we couldn't yeah. really see him see, on. And, yeah. and it was... And, and we knew we were a day or two yeah, at that point. Yeah. So it was just kind of a good yeah. one to learn on. Yeah. yeah. And then... And then was that the night that you saw Bear Carson? Did we go glass that night? Yeah, I, we went... It could have been the second because that second was our first oh, okay. day. Oh, okay, yeah. I think it was the next. Yeah, yeah. we were doing a little second bit of glassing. Yep. Our, our main strategy here is is to find bear sign and to track bear, but we're definitely uh, there's well, not a lot of clear cuts, a lot of clearings where we're hunting. After, and after you spend half the day crawling on a bear trail, it's kind of nice to go sit somewhere yeah, and yeah, just look yeah. and relax for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> Exactly, and we thought that even if we spotted something in the evening that we couldn't get after, it, yeah. was, it could set. It never did, but it could have set us up for a trail. Yeah, go go. And yeah. it would, and it would still be fun to try yeah. to sneak up on one. Of yeah. Them, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that next day, right? Yep. So the next, so the day, next we day we got on what that, uh, we, we we did another. Uh, some of these hunts we're trying to strategically since we have multiple rigs, put a rig up high up on a ridge top, but some high elevation, and leave a rig down at low elevation, and a lot of times that didn't really because you're tracking so you're, it doesn't work out the way you plan you you don't end up back at that rig but it, it's nice to have that as a fallback yeah, it worked out well it worked because, out a few times because james's approach was um the foods in the bottom the good substrates in the bottom 
let's just work these drainages and see if we cut sign, yeah, which was down, a great approach. Down yeah. towards the bottom. Yeah. And 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 the wind's always uh, fickle, but cool. it's, try to choose your battle. Yeah. And if you're starting in the afternoon, starting up high and moving down should the be better, should be. the better of the two options. Yeah. Could, the better of the two options. But the wind's tough here. It is. Oh. Yeah. And when you're tracking, that's another thing. Like you're on the track, so you you're, you deal with the wind that's dealt with you while you're tracking, and you hope that um, when you catch up to the animal, the situation is yeah. good. Yeah. And spe- and, it, and in a place like this, you just don't have any options to get off the trail and approach it approach differently, it and then pick it back. If up. it was flatter or less brushy, you could do that. But yeah. you don't. You just don't have that option here. Well, that's you're how you're making so much noise. Yeah. Oh. That's how Beagle and Bulls is. Like when you're in Eastern Oregon, you hear one and you check the wind and you you work the wind over to the bull. Here you check the wind and you you have to find an elk trail. You you have to find a way to them and you have to take your chances sometimes. A lot there's most of the time. Yeah, you're hoping and it'll be not in your favor. But then when you get down there, all of a sudden it is in your favor. Yeah, you can't just not go in because it's not in your favor favor because you don't know what it's doing. Yeah, mid slope or so on on day two, we started at the top of this watershed and and right away coming off the gravel road into this um, old skid trail going down into the watershed was was another good big bear. That was probably a day old, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, The day before. Yeah, it was it was a good trail that we could follow. Yep. You know, and, and that was where James and I started taking the lead a lot. Yep. Yeah, that's that where one. day two we really started getting involved in learning, and learning, and that was a long four or five hour track. It, yeah, we were on that trail four or five hours um, for multiple miles on the trail the whole in time. In and out of the creek. Bottom. In and out of yeah. the creek. There was a little bear brush. on the trail as well. There's a smaller bear in that drainage that yeah. we ended up running into probably. Am I um, mixing up day three and day two? Um, no, not day yet. Day three was when we There was the older the trail. Bear. Well, no, no, day two was... They, I'm fine with creek names. I mean, it doesn't hurt. Oh. Deer Creek. I yeah, mean, so Deer Creek. Really... Yeah, that's where we got got into the bear. Yeah. This is, and, and this is the trail we three. started. That was day two. Otter was first day, and then Deer... Day three was the fresh trail. Knife, knife was second day. Yeah, you're day right. Day three was Deer. Yeah, you're right. Oh, you're right. You're day, right. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Day two was kind of uneventful. <laughs> knife, yeah. knife was uneventful. Day there was, some, there was yeah, no track. sign. Older yeah. Old sign. It was yeah, all old sign. That's right. We worked a whole... We just kind of stumped a lot. We worked a whole watershed, and it was just old sign. hit something down Yeah, and that's how it goes. Hopefully we cut fresh Right, and we didn't cut anything fresh enough. And but day three was where we, were, we that's got right. that fresh big bear track yep. right off the gate, yeah, yeah. right out of the gate, and it was definitely within a day. Yeah, so now two. we're into day three, right? Day yeah. three, yeah. 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 And and you guys, yeah, and you guys tracked him. And day two, when it was slow, we did go up to the cut, and Carson did see. That's when he goal. saw. That was in day three. Is it was it because I went up the next morning, day four to. To Glassack. No, you didn't, because day four we went into Deer Creek and got on the fresh trail. It was the night of day two. Yeah. Well, the day after I. Well, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. One of those you afternoons, right. day two, Carson went up to the cut and well, we, saw a we big all bear. We went up to glass. Yep. Yeah, because we went up to glass. You seen the bear, and then the next morning we went back up to re-glass, and we messed around up there before we went and did our big hunt. You guys dropped me right. off. I glassed. That's right. For a couple yeah, hours. That's right. Yeah. You guys we dropped, drove around then. Yeah, we. we, 9, 000, we yeah, we, yeah, we drove. Yeah, we drove over to. So, the so day two was pretty uneventful, but day yeah. three we got at the on end that of day, trail. Day two, I saw a nice big bear in yep. the cut right at the end of the day. There wasn't enough shooting light left to go after him, and he he was on the move. He's dropping down in the bottom. The good bear. And uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not real good at judging size, but he was he was a, a bigger bear. I, and I figured between 250 and 300 pounds, somewhere around there, is what I guess. But I uh, got to watch him for two or three minutes, and, and, and uh, he bent down, and he was on his way down in the bottom. Pretty and quick. the way that we're hunting, 
the method and the equipment, I, I, I'm happy with any bear that's legal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here. And, and, yeah. But that was a dead bear with and, a rifle. And for sure. Rifle. Basically, they're, they're, all, they're all legal unless they have new, cu- new yeah. cubs. Or, or, or they're a cub. Yeah. 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 So anyway, day three was good. We got day on that trail, that. dropping straight into the yeah. drainage from the top. And that's when you guys tracked. That was fun. Yeah. That was a good day. That was a really good and that, and that big bear, he was on that skid road, and then he dropped into the creek, um, and then he and then he's down in the creek for, for a few miles. Um, Thick creek bottom. Yep. Gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous creek bottom. Um, and, and I don't know, you guys want to um, talk yeah, about he, he was, yeah, he was in the creek bottom. He went up on the side hill. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot of different, a lot of different substrates. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we were able to work a lot of mud. Mm-hmm. We were able to, to, uh, Grass in the water, flagging. like actually tracking him in the creek yep. and seeing like on the sides of the creek where he just lay a little pad there or break something. Uh, or straddle something, or mm-hmm. and yeah, these little little nuances every once in a while, and you're like, and then you would be like starting to wonder, is it ending? And then you'd be back into some really good mud. Yeah, you're like, track, oh, trap. big track. Yeah, and so track, that, that's where like when the trail's hard and the substrate's not good, you have faith. You you see how the animal's using the landscape and you move on it till you get on the sign again or not, you know? And, and so... And luckily, the bears like using these grass yep, roads to travel. Yep, or the creek bottoms where yep. it's muddy. But, like, where that first drainage came in, the big first tributary that he turned up, you know, we kept going because th- he was... Head- that was the way he had been going was down the main creek. Yeah. And then we came into a section where it was like, oh, we should see tracks if he yeah. was here, and we couldn't. So we went back to the last place we had good tracks and he turned right there. Yeah. You know, and that's usually how you lose it. Yeah. Yeah. Bears are uh, more friendly as far as uh, um, using the path of least resistance. Yeah, sometimes they're, they're like us. <laughs> well, elk never follow that game, and so until they're chasing. <coughs> yeah, they like to go yeah. up and down, up and down, yeah. up and down. And so when you're tracking elk, it's like yeah, it's easy to follow, but it's not physically easy to follow yeah. the bears. I was like, well, this bear's pretty nice. Yeah. He's just staying on this road for yeah. us. Well, he's trying to cover ground. He's looking yeah. for salves. Yeah. And so so then he turned up that tributary and um, and took another super old skid road. And as we were working up that way... When he says super old, they become trail. Yeah, it's a game trail. It's yeah. a game trail. It's a game it used path. to be a roadbed, though. Yeah. Uh, an old logging road. But, but, it, but it's a tight, narrow game yeah. path now. Yeah. And it's forested yeah. and, and brush. Yeah. Brushed over, yeah. <clears throat> um, and, and he worked up up that for a little ways and then turned up to this flat and there was this big fur flat with a lot of elk, elk oh, beds yeah. in there oh, yeah. and, about that. and so we actually um, stopped there and did some um, cow calf like dying cow calf calls calling. to see if, if he would bring him in because we um, we actually had seen uh, a, a fresh born elk calf track yeah um, in that drainage. Yeah, and, and there was so much elk around that we figured they could be keying in on that too. We, we would be glassing or tracking or just standing somewhere and elk could be walking towards <laughs> us or walking past us or crossing in front of us. There's, but it's not like that during elk season. No. <laughs> no. I just just like, wow, is there a yeah. lot of elk out yeah, every now. day? And We've really had the woods to ourselves, uh, except for yesterday. Oh man, like, yeah, everybody's been great in for the last weekend. Yeah, and and once we hit that little elk bedding flat, uh, the conditions got really tough to stay on the bear. It got into that fir forest where it's hard as rock and there's there's no vegetation, and so we 
we we would get a track here and there. Luckily, he didn't stay up in there very long. Yeah, kind of skirted it. And you two figured out where well, he you, left. You took you kind of you know I'm going to take the least likely places and swing around and try and cut it. Track yeah. heading out of here and let us kind of continue on the path he most likely took. Yeah, so James picked up a really tough track. Yep. And I was looking at it, I was like, I think you're right, but I don't know enough to say for sure. But let and so I jumped ahead and then found something a little bit better, not too far ahead. Yep. And then we we're back on him. Yeah. And then we went, and then he was and that, back on And out that's, of that you know, track that other podcast we did, you guys are asking, like, how do you find the trail when you lose it? You know, that was a great example. Like, we come up into a place where the, it's nearly impossible to see tra- bear tracks. Yeah. And, and we looked ahead, like, look, there's a game trail here, there's a game trail here, there's a game trail here. You guys work those. I'm going to cut the the what you what you can do is you can look for a track trap in this case it's it's uh the sorrel plants and and i just worked the edge of the sorrel plants all the way around that bedding area while you guys worked the game trails yeah and you guys hit the trail coming out you know yeah and and knowing your ground i start to get excited because i'm like because i know where we're at like oh there's gonna be a, a a track trap coming up like i know that there's a spring that makes this whole road muddy yep. and when we get up there we're gonna we're gonna have some sign yep and so that's real helpful knowing you're having an intimate knowledge of the landscape helps yeah. tremendously yeah and so then we so we kept going on the bear up that tributary and and we're moving pretty slow and careful and um you know it's still about you know the, the day before but when you're on trails like this they could take you somewhere that the bears are still using yeah right and um we we came we had to cross a little gully and on the other side of that gully um there was a spot where a bear had sat down and kind of messed around with a salmonberry sapling and yeah, there was I, a lot of ground disturbed up there yeah and i and i squatted down and i could smell the bear and i was like oh wow this is pretty fresh and you guys came over and unfortunately i wanted to like tell you what was going on yeah we're all just and kind we're kind of like, like oh, whispering this is, neat. This and, is different and i was we actually seen this filming for about three or four minutes uh Preston trailing and I right stopped up it right, right as this happened and so we're, we're, we're looking at that sit down and, and turn around and I don't remember who said it but it, we go a bear just bailed off of there yeah, like, you right now you're like they just bailed off he just bailed off of here yeah and, and then I'm we like, and then it's fresh right here. that's fresh yeah we, and then we hear snap and you saw brush move and I see the whole sandberries move how this far is, away from us 10 yards. 10 yeah. yards. We yeah. can't see it. Yeah. No, but so no. thick. Yeah. But it's right she, there. She just went down and then into the bush and sat there. She had she had been sitting on that trail. Well, and, we hadn't heard together us. the story that it was a she yet. We were right. still on this big bear track. Yeah. We found some cool sign after this, remember? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. so we oh, we know that, you know, we've been on this big bear track since so it's a big boar, and we just found where he bailed off in the brush, and then we just confirmed that he's right there in yep. the brush. So we all dropped back, knocking an arrow. Yeah, leaning over the edge, but tucking and into I the brush. And I fell back to call. Yeah, you fell back to predator call. Predator call. Yeah, and we're you know waiting for that sound, and then all of a sudden we hear another limb snap, but it's moving away. Yeah, and then I swung down the creek, thinking it's trying to escape down the bottom of the creek. No sign of it. Uh, and then we look across. I look across, and there's this deep, dark salmon break thicket, just just dark, dark night yeah. in there. And yeah. it's like okay, it's up in there. And then so we all swung back together, meet up. Went down there and you, you yeah. could see that smoking fresh trail where the bear had snuck away from us. And, and that's where you found the track and said, "This is a different bear." It's a small bear, small, yeah, bear. small bear. And yeah. then we found the where the bear party, the happened. big party, yeah, yeah. So yes, yeah, so we're so we're pretty sure that the bear we actually jumped was a sow coming the other way yep. that had been in that area with the big boar the day before. Because right below where that sow had been sitting on the trail and, and she stepped off and we approached 
was was a wallow. There was a wallow. Was rolling all, around. There was a cedar. Torn up. Old growth cedar on the ground. Yeah, that down was all up. Torn up. Um, just vegetation crushed Rust. and broken and, yeah. and full on bear party. A, an awesome courtship spot yeah. Yeah. with that big bear and that and that sow. Yeah. 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 It was it was cool. And well, we she decided was, uh, that it was like she was like it looked like it had happened like six hours ago or yeah, something or yeah. whatever. And yeah. she was still there. She was like, still there. She was hanging out at the scene. Yeah, but we didn't pursue her. We figured she went up in that thick, and we figured there's no way to you know if we pushed her, she was just gonna. Well, she winded us. So at that point, yeah, she. I don't, well, she, no, I don't she think she winded us. us. I think, oh, you're right. Because you're right. If she, when they wind you, they're gone. No, you're right. She, she never blew out. Right. She knew we wanted another bear. And yeah. this is what happens in this thick stuff a lot of times is, especially during the rut, they hear something coming, and, and they wait to see if you're another bear. There's not many people. Yeah, they might not be, it might be an elk yeah. in this country. And and so there's not and many people coming into this. A lot to we're we're cow calling as we yep. go, yeah. And once she figured out that we weren't another bear, then she, yeah, she, she snuck just sat away. down below the trail yep. and listened. And then we started yep. talking when we got yep. there. We said, oh, look at this. And thing. when she wanted to sneak away, she did not leave. There was the two snaps. Yeah, that was it. it. Yep. And and that's how they do it. Um, and we did not pursue her. We actually were going to hike back to the truck and come down that ridge. But then, but then we went somewhere else because it was almost dark. Trying to get back on the big yeah. bear's yeah. track. Yeah, went and down the, further. Yeah, and I and the, we kind of lost the big bear in there because yeah. he walked up and then he came back to the bear party and then he might have gone where she went, but we kind of lost him there. Yeah, me and Preston uh, Carson has to head home after this, uh, but we might want to go up there behind that gate and yeah, and take a look for sign on those ridges. Yeah, we might poke around. Yeah. yeah. So so that was that was like. That was a really close encounter. You know, I'm hunting bears. That's an opportunity, yeah. you know, that, that you get in this really thick stuff. If that like, was a big boar. He probably would have come into the call, or yeah. he might have just waited to we, as he came up the road. Because a lot of times during the rut, I've had him approach me, you know, as I'm making noise. Because they think I'm another boar yeah, coming in. Yeah, we might in. have started hearing him huffing and puffing yep, exactly. before we even yeah. saw yeah. the bed and the bale. It could have been a totally different encounter. Yeah. But that was that was a really close opportunity. We were 10, 12 yards from her and couldn't yeah. see yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and I that's what I live for. Yeah, I, yeah. So. I did too. And, and I, I did there's too. There's even a chance we may have been next to more than one. Yep, it, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was super cool. That was a great day. Yeah. So then um, came back to camp, had another great meal, and you took off to because um, you had to take your um, do hang out with your daughters the next day. Get some schoolwork done. Yeah, I spent the night that and I was going to go home. No, I did. You I did drove home, home that home. night. Yep. Yep. I drove then, home that and yeah, and I got the, got the girls schooling in yep. and then I came back. And so the next morning it was just me and Carson. Yeah. yeah. And we went up Deer Creek. Up Deer Creek, cut yep. that fresh trail. Yeah. Nice, fresh bear trail. Uh, nice, nice. We we thought it was maybe the same bear that we had mm-hmm. been on from above Deer Creek yep. the day before. And so we started up. We What we did is we just started up the grass road with no, no track and we didn't get more than three quarters of a mile up there and Preston caught his trail coming down and saw where he bailed off and uh, with a little bit of flagging stuff that I probably in that moment would have been just kind of lackadaisical moving up a trail and, and, and walked past but uh, he picked it up right away pointed out where this bear bailed off the, the road so we took uh, we took to trailing him and it was it was fresh yeah it was from that night or that morning it was probably that morning yeah and we were we were we didn't get a super early start. We were probably up there eight right, or eight seven. By yeah. the time we yeah. found his track yeah. on him. Yeah. And so it might have been just earlier that morning. It was super yep. hot, fresh. Yeah, and I mean yeah, I mean Carson found when we got down on the creek, Carson picked up a clump of grass that the bear had ripped up and chewed on, and there was still saliva. Yeah. On there, wet. Yeah, wet saliva on yeah. there. 
And that's the kind of trail I'm looking for. Yeah, we were really hopeful. It was um, hot. It was kind of like, you know, real quiet whispers and real slow moving, but following a really good track. He took us back down the creek bottom, uh, parallel on the road we come up, but now we're heading down. And uh, it was pretty easy moving, fairly open creek bottom. So we were just checking the sides for anywhere where he would have left the creek. And so it made for tracking pretty easy. There's enough full spots where, you know, he goes from one little bench on one side of the creek to a little bench on the other side of the creek. And so those little crossings, you find, uh, find sign to confirm it. We were able to move pretty quick. And then uh, he cut up out of the creek on the other side, up towards the bottom of this cut. And we got up into that and he was now on some fairly fresh elk tracks. Yeah, he got into elk sign. Yeah, at and the bottom of this cut. Real nice big cedars at the bottom. Yep. Real open underneath. Yep. Tough to pick up tracks though. Yeah. A little duffy. Yep, it got really tough. And, uh, you know, the elk tracks are obvious in that duff stuff, but the soft-footed animals, you know, these bears and lions, it's real real hard to see tracking that. So we spent a little bit of time there. It, 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 let me just say, when you're tracking, like we said, it, it's really... Uh, mentally exhausting just focusing that long and and you're just you're really looking at everything and you're listening too and then you lose the track and all of a sudden it's just like you're deflated at least for me and james i know we had that experience a couple times you're just like oh all that work and now we lost it but press is like okay here's what we have to do to find it you know just keeps a little more He's a little more even keeled about it, but like, yeah, a few times we lose a track, James and I are just like, oh, it's over. That was, just, that was stupid. That's over. Yeah, it's like you're on this roller coaster ride, and, and yeah. you, you just went through a couple loops, and, yep. and then all of a sudden it's like, they want you to get off the ride. Like, and I'm, I'm sure people have had that experience with blood trailing an animal, and it's even, you know, the highs are higher and the lows are lower because there's a there's an animal bleeding uh, at, at stake. Well, when a bull rounds up his cows and takes them away after you spent all yeah. day getting on, yeah. it's kind of that feeling. Yep. You're like, well, well, yep. yeah, it's like go, that. Time to go find a different one. <laughs> so here we are looking for where he exited this little little old cedar for Hemlock Grove, you know, nice open area. And Preston picked it back up and uh, he, he changed directions and was, was looked like maybe falling, trailing elk out Yeah, there. it looked like it, yeah. And, uh, and then we, we didn't go too far before we cut um, super fresh cat scrapes. A big, Two tall big lion scrapes. scrape. Yeah. yeah. And, and Preston leaned down and smelled it and is like, oh, yeah, it's fresh. And I haven't leaned down and smelled cat scrapes before. I've noticed them, but not been even sure it was a cat. You know, I just like, huh. And uh, I've been curious if that's what they were, but not right. really knowing how to just. That's how it's me for a most lot of the of sign stuff, I've looked at. Yeah. A lot of the sign that we learned this week was yeah. like, oh, okay. Answers to a lot of questions yeah. we've had. Yeah, and it's and so like uh, my buddy was asking us talking to him yesterday. He's like, well, I bet you can't wait to go out in the woods with him again. And I'm like, I'm looking forward to going back out in the woods with myself now. Yeah, yeah starting to <laughs> yeah. Yep, take yeah. what we learned this week and apply it. But I leaned down to smell this thing and uh, smell down in the depression, the part where it's, you know, the bare ground that's now exposed from where he scraped. And I don't smell much anything. But then I look and it's like, okay, well, it looks like you pissed on top of the duff and stuff that was swept out up. of there. And yeah, the mound. And I reached down, I got my nose right on it, took a big whiff. It's like, holy sh-. I thought it's like, it's like uh, when you open up an ammonia bottle under, yeah. the, under the kitchen cabinet and take a whiff of that. It's like, yeah, that was a fresh lion scrape. Very fresh. Yeah. So then we, we set up there and did a little predator calling. Carson's got a lion bag. Yeah. Yep. Pocket full. Pocket, Pocket full, full of tags. Of tags. <laughs> All right, that's a long story. But, uh, uh, yeah, so we, we called there, and we're hopeful something might sneak in. Um, you know, and, of course, we're still thinking we weren't too far 
behind a bear. Oh, we were close so we're, to the bear. We're, yeah. we're, you know, it's a good place to call. Uh, it's nice. Yeah, little, yeah, nice little bedroom. Nice little, nice yeah. little open room. Yeah. Well, this we didn't get that was the next tracks oh. that day. No, yeah, we were uh, on bear tracks. The scrapes were the only clear lion sign yeah. I saw okay, that day. Yeah, and and fresh. Yeah, and so then we then we, well, then we picked about, up the bear track we, again. We haven't gotten to when we went and and hunted up that um, that palouse drainage. No, no, nope. that was that hadn't happened yet. Yeah, okay, that was the afternoon. Okay, yeah. Keep going. So then we picked up the bear track out of there after doing a little prayer calling and. Uh, Real nice track, and it's leading us back down, and eventually it hits the main road well, in the bottom. Well, he went into the creek again, which was super cool because he because the salmon berries just started getting ripe, oh, like that's literally right. I this about week. That. Yeah, the salmon berries are, are turning orange and red. Yep. And so he's real delicate, like going up on a log to, you know, nibble off some of these salmon berries, the the, the ones that are ripe. You know, they yep. key in on it. Yeah, he left the ones. And that he's were feeding still... on the grass. Yep. And and just a real nice trail. This is when I knew that I, I liked Carson because this bear goes into this creek. That's going to be well over your boots, and you're going to have wet feet the rest of the day because we have no idea how long we're going to be on this trail. And Carson just doesn't hesitate; goes right, goes right in. And I was like, "Yeah, well, we're you on know, bear, we're on front bear track, yeah, <laughs> yeah. hell yeah, yeah." So, but then, uh, then he worked his way up to that other road. But that was cool, where the two, yeah. two or three down logs kind of piled together. Yeah, you put the picture together because I was just kind of jumping ahead to look at the next trail uh, or track trap, and uh, you, you're like, "Hey, look, you know, he went up this log, ate these berries." And, and drop down over here. I'm like, oh shit, he did. That's yeah. pretty cool. You yeah. can you can start to really it's, see into his life. Exactly. It's yeah. like the bear wasn't there at the time, but I don't know. You know, I mean, it was pretty cool. It's like you're yeah. watching an animal move through the woods, even though he's not there. Yeah. And so we got down. He he came back up out of the creek bottom onto the side hill, and eventually dumped off uh, and crossed. There's a road split there. He crossed. Uh, that ridge road across that first road that runs up to the ridge and and you picked up where he dumped off of there it wasn't too far yep. up the ridge road but he's going up the up the drainage and uh then we just never picked up then where he, he dumped well, then, off the main one yeah then he dropped down onto the main road and that's and, that was the end and we we walked that main road the direction he was traveling four miles yeah and couldn't find tracks coming off it and there was three other gravel roads coming off of there that yeah, he could have turned you on get up, the more options there are for yeah and and we just, just couldn't figure out where he went it was a bummer because that was a fresh trail that's yeah. the kind of trail we're looking for yeah to catch up to and, and preston knows that about bears that they're likely to do that when they do- drop down onto a road they're likely to go for miles up there i didn't really understand that so i thought you know when he dumped onto that main road i'm like no big deal we're just gonna find you know we're gonna go walk up here 100 yards and find where he dumped off or wherever. You know, it's a, it's not a big deal, but you could tell Preston kind of knew this might be the end of this trail. <laughs> yeah, and, and sure enough, you know, after exhausting the, the and, road, and uh, that's how was. it is. Like you guys, you know, that bugle elk or or you do spot and stalk mule deer, um, you know that that there's some bulls that don't come into a call, and there's there's some bucks that are in places that you can't stalk. And right. there's and there's trails that you just can't follow. Yeah, or, or you're not going to catch one. up to the Move animal. On to the next one. And that's how it goes. And you just keep fishing until you get that one. Yep. Yeah. But that was that was a nice fresh trail. That's what we were looking for. It was cool. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. it was uh, when you're on those kind of trails. Yeah. Your your anticipation of something happening is is kind of yeah. high. It's like this this could play out. This is looking pretty yeah. good. And so then that afternoon we went into Palouse, I believe. Yeah. 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 yeah we and in there we seen some of that. Um, uh, mountain lion, a big community scrape. Community scrape, or there was a half dozen oh, scrape right. sites under that, that huge hemlock. I've seen those before, yep. and I was always like, 
scratching for mushrooms here. Or what's yeah. going on here? Yeah. But yeah, it's a it's a signboard where the cats all can come to and check in on who's been through. You know, Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But not much bear activity down there, which is um, interesting. You know? Well, we no, did. Yeah, we, we no did notice uh, an awfully uh, large blackberry field. Oh yeah. Blackberry field of dreams that might be worth uh, pursuing on October bear in. Yep. And then, um, was the next morning the lion track? What did we do that next morning? I spent the night. Yep. Uh, oh, and then we went up and glassed and, uh, together. We went up and glassed together, and then I had to bail yep. off and go help the girls with school. We all split up. That's right. Yeah, the next up. day, we all split up. We were just kind of yeah. hoping to go cut some fresh signs somewhere, you yeah. know, so yep. I went up, glassed some cuts, checked some grass roads, didn't turn up anything fresh. Got together that evening and dumped down into above Dean. No, no, the no. That was next all, day. I got separated. Yeah, we all you, separated that whole day. That whole day. I yep. I went home and helped the girls with school, and then Neil Alexa went out for an evening hunt. And you got on him. And we we went up into the uh, a spot that me and her have been hunting all season, and um, we got up there and these scratch stumps that have not been happening. All of a sudden, the whole lower unit there was I think eighteen or twenty scratch stumps. And that was I the day it started. I told Alexa, yeah. it's, it was like 80 degrees out, and I told her, I said, we are going to see a bear tonight. Yeah. And I pulled the glass back up, and instantly I seen him standing, full stretch, working the stump over. And I was like, there he is. Um, and we, taking a uh, teenager out and teaching them about the woods. I mean, she's been in the, going into the woods since she was a, a little girl. Um She's really good in the woods. She's better than most grown men. She's a really good glasser. She's very patient. patient. Yeah. She's very quiet. She's very observant of what's going on. She's She really is an old soul and loves the woods. I wish we would have got her into bear camp, but it didn't work out. Um, but, yeah, we got on a bear, and um, her limit uh, with her practice and the, the rifle she's hunting with is 200 yards, and um, the steep topography and the cliffs and stuff getting on this bear we kept getting c- catching up to the 400 yard mark but just could not get her into into range but it was yeah those bears cover a lot of ground when they're heading so yeah, yeah she wants to bow hunt so bad <laughs> she's been an, an archer her whole life and she's a, a an accomplished archer at that um, she's just not drawing well, enough weight and I, and I want her to well, get her a, some experience yeah. what a great experience for her to watch that bear yeah and we got to spend yeah. the whole hour watching yeah. that bear he was working stumps breaking yeah. trees yeah heck we seen him go up a log that slipped and the bear fell off of it <laughs> uh so yeah uh, they're not perfect either no and and um so that's what well, that was our, our and then, uh, that was our hunt yeah you i dropped into uh no name creek which is james's elk honey hole yep oh yeah oh man that you... place is alive and that's where we seen that um calf fresh calf elk yeah track. we were in yeah. there a few nights before but yeah. didn't turn up any bear sign we didn't get we didn't go too there, far there, we didn't there's two resident the herds of yeah. of uh cow yeah. calves that live in this this whole year round. an incredible place so i i worked all the way down to the bottom and there was a a small track probably a sow that had come up out of there it was a little old and i got down near the bottom and there was a big boar down in there um again probably half a day or something old and and he was working, circling around. That stump wallow you found was cool. Yeah, that we'll get there. there. So so he was circling around and zigzagging, probably looking for that where that sow had gone. <clears throat> and eventually, I 
I figured out where he had gone downstream and and same kind of thing he worked you know the stream for a ways um you know the whole trail that i that i walked i had my gps on it was like four miles of the bears trail um and and he worked down that stream for a ways and eventually turned up the hill he went through a salmonberry thicket they had to crawl through and then coming up that hill it, it opened up into a fur forest it was great tracking until this point and it opened up in one of those fur forests with this with the sword fern understory you know and it's just really tough staying on the trails but coming up that hill I was able to pick out his tracks and stay on it and and he led me up to this little bench that when I got up there and saw what was going on there was a a four foot cedar stump that had been burned out and and hollowed in like a bathtub and was filled with catch rainwater that's awesome and the the bear had gone in there and been wallowing in it and then walking around and there was four huge marking trees around this wallow that he was scratching and biting and foot marking and rubbing on and, and just a cool spot. And, it, and that's one of the benefits of tracking because you don't find these places unless you're following a bear track. Like yeah. that, that's the truth of that. Like, and, and I was jealous when I heard he found this because <laughs> he was, I do know these woods well, but the particular area he was in, I literally have grid searched it for elk antlers. So like... Uh, you know a new discovery i'm like oh man i that's so cool and but like what carson just said like all the wallows like all the really cool places i found by tracking or backtracking animals yeah um to into these areas yeah and it's going to cost james a lot of money for that gps point of that wallow but <laughs> <laughs> he's anyway, going to go in and track yeah, preston's tracks yeah tomorrow. good luck <laughs> um so so I, I thought I had a good chance of catching up to this bear. Um, but same kind of thing. He worked all the way up to the top of a ridge, turned down a, a old grass trail, walked down that until he hit an old grass road, walked down that until he hit a gravel road, and he was gone. Then he's cruising. So it's too bad. But it was a great trail. It was like four miles of his trail. Nice. You know, long probably like an eight-mile round-trip hike, you know. Yeah. If you had to guess that four-mile track, if, if while he was laying it down, how long did you think it took him to lay that? Yeah, road? when they're when they're just walking like that, you know, he's searching for something. Sow, he's just walking. I've I've walked behind the actual bears through the woods. They move a little bit faster than I can move quietly. So it's like when you're going through the woods, it's kind of like a fast walk when they're going somewhere like that. So it they're probably going three to four miles an hour. You know, that's yeah. too fast for me to move quietly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that probably would have taken him an hour. You're you know. just hoping that yeah. at some point he settles down somewhere. If he beds down, yeah. or if he if he if he gets to a place that he wants to feed, they'll stay there for a day or two, you yeah. know, and they they'll just bed near it and feed. Yeah. Or if he catches a sow that that's feeding in an area, he's going to court her for three or four days, you know. So so that's when I when I'm on a trail that's a day old, I'm hoping to get somewhere that they're still using. And when I'm on a fresh trail, I'm just hoping to catch up to them, yeah. which happens. Yeah. 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 So that, that was and a lot of fun. It just seems like, to me, after doing it for this week, it's just a matter of time. You know? Yeah. You just and follow you're... enough of these trails, and eventually, you know. Yeah. And we, you know. You're, we you had close. a day. Huh? What did you end up doing that evening? I went out. So that, that evening, we yeah, Preston and I met back in camp. And, and dark. Uh, yeah, well, look... well, that middle of the day, and I decided. Oh, right. I was, we looked at some maps. I right, decided right. I was going to head out, check out uh, the eastern portion of the area. There... It terminates at uh, above some farmland, some, some yeah. pasture land. I thought that might be a good place to find some bears. It was hot. That was the first day it got really hot. And there's mm-hmm. a lake over there. There's a lot of lakes. Yeah, big lake and uh, some nice green grass. You'd see trails where the elk came down out of the woods and were, were in that pasture at night. But uh, some nice clear cuts. 
So I just went over there, uh, you know, not a whole lot of sign in the cuts from elk or anything else. Uh, just kind of some open sun beaten cuts. They're a little different than the interior of the forest here. Anyway, uh, on the way back, checked some grass roads, saw a turkey. Got, I was going to get a shot of turkey. It's still turkey season. Didn't play out. Um, went down this one grass road, and I think that's probably the thickest we'd seen uh, of elk, or uh, excuse me, bear crap. Just hmm, maybe four big, big piles of grass bear crap uh, in this short half a mile to three quarters of a mile grass road. So I went to the end of that and it was really cool. It washed out in this big, deep, deep uh, drainage and there's this huge waterfall. Uh, anyway, I, I just walked back, predator calling a bunch, hoping to hear something crashing in the brush coming up to the road. But no luck there, just another place to check out. All that bear sign was at least two days old, probably three or four days old, my guess. And uh, so then on the drive back, I, I went and checked another drainage, dropped down into that. It would, it would be uh, something I could hunt back to camp. No, uneventful, no sign. Uh, real real steep bottom in the creek. And on the drive, drive back, I did spot two yew trees. Only two yew oh, trees yeah. I've, I've seen so far. That's out cool. Here. This close to the coast, that's not uh, common. Yeah, uh. yeah, you don't see them a lot on the, on the coast range. Yep. And, uh, and then that's where I came through all the termites flying around at dusk. Yeah. And uh, I that's zipped neat. up on the other side up above and glassed that that one place where i saw a bear again hoping hoping to see him again and no sign of him no scratch stumps so it was pretty uneventful evening but checked out some new country got to explore a little bit um did did see some pretty good that that one drainage i dropped into and didn't see any fresh sign of elk or bear uh it, it obviously the elk were in there a lot in september uh some nice big bedding benches and, and, and bowls rubs everywhere in a few patches but uh yeah, so pretty uneventful that, that evening. Um, that next day, I had, had planned to come back to camp in the afternoon and spend the evening with these guys. But when my daughter seen that giant bear the night before, uh, there were plans being made. We, <laughs> we had a, a morning hunt planned, and the coastal fog uh, collapsed that hunt from happening. Um, and so I pretty much had to uh, step out from the afternoon evening hunt with the fellas uh, to take my daughter uh, to look for that big bear. Which again. is great. Which is, yeah, which yeah. Was, was really good hunt. Um, what did you guys get into that day? Was that? That was lion. Yesterday. That was yesterday. Yep. Now we're up to yesterday. Yeah, night. that was yesterday. Yeah. So uh, we, we had another fella join us in camp. Matt, one of Preston's friends, showed up. Um, we waited for him in camp that morning. He showed about 8 and we... Jumped in the rig and took off. We were going to go up Deer Creek again. And uh, and so the three of us are just about ready to launch from where we parked. And Preston goes over to this little, uh, you know, muddy rut. And uh, there's two great big line tracks. Just fresh as could be. Big Tom. In there. You'll see pictures of that. Big Tom. And uh, so then we're like, well, you know, we're bear hunting, but I, I've got a lion tag and pocket full yeah following follow this lion track ain't the worst thing i mean we could just as easily run into a bear yeah up deer creek uh following yeah. this lion track so so we took up the grass road not sure if we we're gonna see you know we don't know if the lion went up there or not yet sure enough preston picks up some sign uh some flagging in the grass fresh yeah you could see the the cats flagging good yeah on and, some and, spots and, it and was... preston pointed out because i would have just said oh flagging i don't know if that's a bear or or a cat. I don't see any elk tracks, but I don't know if it's a bear or a cat. 
Well, he pointed out how narrow the flagging is for a cat versus a bear. They've got yeah. a much narrower gate than a bear. So once he pointed that out, it was real obvious, but I, I might not have been able to pick that up myself. Anyway, we, we followed him up the grass road a little ways. The cat bailed off at, at one point. Not, not too far up. And we couldn't really follow it off there. We tried, remember? Yeah, yeah. We slid yeah. down after it, and yeah. now we're down in the creek bottom. And it's well, like, eh. yeah. But then, but then we kept walking up that grass road, and then Carson looked down in the creek, and there was a hemlock down there with oh, really bare right. earth. Yeah, under, it was really it was scraped all, up. It looked underneath. all torn up. So, that's right. so we were like, we gotta go check that out. So we dropped back down to the bottom of the creek, and and underneath that hemlock, it was a um, elk bed zone. Yep. But around one corner of the tree was a smoke and fresh cat scrape. The tom had come through there, through yep. that elk bed, and scraped yep. on it. Yep. Yeah, and we were like, oh, well, we're back on this cat trail. Let's see if we can stay on it now that we're in the creek. We set up, predator crawled a little bit there. Yeah. After, you know, just five, ten minutes of that, we moved on, picked up the track. And, and then from this point forward, we, we stayed on that cat's trail for about three miles. Cause he was tracking the elk. He was tracking the elk. There was fresh elk tracks, and they leave a good muddy trail, and the cat was on top of them. Yeah. And so we actually, there was enough feedback from that lion trail that we could stay on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so elk track, real easy to follow. Just, just you know, they're tilling up the earth as they move through, you know, probably four or five of them in there. And uh, and then, yeah, you're picking up enough pieces of cat track here and there to confirm you're on them still. And this was like, man, this was like following, it must, it, it, it like, it's like reading Jim Corbett or something. It's like following a tiger or a leopard through the jungle of India. We're down in this tight creek bottom you know, it's humid and warm and sunny. The birds are singing. The vegetation is lush. And these big old freaking tom tracks are it's walking like, down this elk like trail. It's like elk heaven down yeah, in there. Yeah, it was incredible. And it was re- it became really apparent that this cat was hunting the elk. Because what did you notice, Carson? Well, I, we, we, there's one point where, you know, we left the creek and came back to the creek. And, then you know, we're as we're coming back down to the creek, Preston's on the trail here. And this is where we tucked through maybe the tightest little tunnel of salmonberry that I tucked through on the whole thing. I mean, it was just like belly crawl through this little tunnel. And we dropped down on the creek. And I'm looking across the creek, and I think I see the, the elk trail over there. So I'm ready to just go right for that. But Preston says, hey, check this out. The cat stayed on this side of the creek. And he's going over this underhanging salmonberry. Yeah, he was sneaking along. And on the other side of the creek is this little bench with grass that the elk were feeding on yeah and so, and that, so you get to see this cat hunting the cat, elk yeah he was using the the creek the bedrock of the creek and underneath the overhanging salmonberry branches to stay hidden Just to, sneaking to, along. To, to approach this bench oh, that's so it cool. was awesome yeah. yeah so then we we you know kind of take that in yeah so then on yeah the then we're like oh well maybe he's gonna kill an elk yeah we'll come yeah, we, up we on might a, come up on a, fresh, a carcass with a cat field. or a bear on it yeah or even hear the struggle <laughs> up ahead yeah. you know yeah that's and when I started thinking, like, we might actually run into this cat. It was that fresh. Yeah. There's sometimes, too, like, where we thought we were getting, you know, didn't know how far we were, and we're in some thick stuff, and you're, and you're like, crawling in a bear trail. <laughs> yeah, right behind a bear. Yeah. Right behind a bear. Yeah. A big one. On purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's really fun. Well, we had bows and arrows. Yeah. yeah. So we're good. Yep. So, that, so we just stayed on that cat. The cat on the elk, Carson, was great on the trail. He's got a really good sense of how animals move on the landscape. Um, I could see where to look for where the animal was going, which was awesome. I, I've followed a lot of elk trails before, and yeah. so that wasn't anything new there. But Preston, had, uh, you know, just from watching him, I, I guess he got me pretty keyed into what to look for for, for uh, cat tracks. And so I got 
a lot better on that trail of being able to pick up pieces of a that that main pad. Yeah, that and pad then, really sticks yeah, out. Yeah, when you start yeah. to get that that search, search image, image, yeah, it, it it jumps out. Um, the thing I run into still is the false positives of like you get oh, yeah. you get this little mess of elk tracks on top of each other, and you or your brain really easily turns that into a cat track. Like you're like, oh, those are those it are is, the toes. And it is really and fun like, though when you use your imagination or your you know your um just making of the assumptions of what you think might have happened and then you pick that back up oh like, yeah oh confirms yeah, yeah it feels right. good yeah. yeah 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 so they were pretty much in the creek bottom at this point they went up on the side a little bit we thought they were going to go up into elk beds but they they didn't they came back down yep that was a tough spot yeah yeah we spent yeah. a little bit of time there trying to figure out what was going on didn't take too long though and we we're back on them <laughs> yeah and and keep moving up this drainage and and then we get to this one spot where there's a side drainage coming in, and we we get a little confused. We lose track for a little bit. Then we find track, but then we've got the cat track coming back the other way. Yeah. And it coming towards us, and we're like, huh. And so we're not sure. We didn't see anywhere where he left the trail, but we, we decided to just, we're, we're not sure what to do, but we pushed forward on the elk trail mm-hmm. a little bit further. And I think maybe we're a couple of, you know, Matt yep, and you were checking up. side trails and I'm checking the main trail. Yep. And we didn't have to go too far, I don't know, maybe 100 yards or more before we picked up cat tracks back on the elk trail going yep. the way we were originally going. Yeah. And what we determined was that that cat backtracked and came up around. He, he knew where those elk were headed and where they were going to be playing around on this little flat off this side drainage that came in. And that, that cat went up and around yeah and tried to loop in on them yep tried yeah. to loop in on them it, so the, yeah like right before that where we thought the elk were going up that ridge to the bed yeah the cat had walked up there too yeah so he was like he was going up just like hunters do looking for where these elk are bedding yep are going to be feeding he went up that ridge didn't didn't get into him came back down yep went up the creek then he did that loop around trying to yep. come around i don't know either in front of him or above him or something yep and didn't get into him because he because he, he did he came back towards well, I us i think he might have left that trail he came back towards us, and I think he came back and went up. There was a log that his trail went right by. Yeah. But I got tracks. I was like, I think right, he went up that. this log, but I dismissed it because I thought I saw a little flagging up in there. Yeah. But I'm like, well, there's a there's a great muddy uh, yeah. track trap right beyond it. So before I climb up this log, I'm just going to look down here. I'm like, oh, no, he's still yeah. going this way. Remember but that. I think that's where he, that's came, where he came back, back. and went up yeah. and then got above him and come around. But, yeah. That was um, cool. And then, but then we got back on them, and and um... it's cool because like we are predators, so like seeing how they are chasing the same quarry, yeah, it's, it's really uh, it's really intriguing. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah, yeah, it gives you some ideas on yeah. Yeah. ambush strategies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I shared a story with you guys last night where I was hunting late January elk, um, three points or better bull elk, and I tracked a herd. Um, down into a, an elk bedding area where they were all spread out and feeding and bedding and I was just waiting trying to find the bull within the group when uh, I look over to my right and there's a coyote and I'm in the ferns and I look over to the left and there's a coyote I look kind of behind me and I get busted and I'm surrounded by coyotes they were moving in on the elk after I had moved in on the elk yeah. And then and they, they started were, looking at you. Yeah, then they'd made a move, and then everybody blew up. The whole woods got yeah. uh, it, But it was like, uh, we we were both uh, doing the same thing. That's neat. I imagine that happens with cats and bears out there, too, yeah. and coyotes yeah. And, yeah. And, and wolves. You got yeah. wolves, they yeah. kind of... Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, yeah, fighting over the same thing. Yeah, so we kept going a little ways farther, and um, 
and there's another side drainage that came in and and we kind of lost the cat's trail there it got drier and harder and um yeah we just kind of lost it and by then we'd, we'd been on that trail about four a little over four hours four or five hours about three miles and uh, it kind of petered out you know and yeah, and we had plans to meet James back in camp out yeah. too, and so it was like oh, and we hadn't be... seen any more bear sign, any fresh bear sign. No, no. So we kind of called it and hiked out. Yep, yep, yeah. A lot of lot of tiny little fry in that creek. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah. It's fishy. Yeah, we, we watch as a... we say here. Yeah, it's fishy. We yeah. watched one of the garter snakes fishing for. That's him. right. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. It's coho. Cool. Yeah. Was... Yeah, and then. Um, and just drinking was... the water. Oh. We've been just drinking the water. Did we talk about that? In the... No. Yeah. Coho, coho steelhead and, yeah. and um, trout. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, no. No. Uh, yeah, we could talk about uh, wild water. Yeah, I, you know, uh, Preston, I, I've done it in the past. I, I, I kind of fell away from it last year, too. I don't know. I'll drink a little bit here and there, but I'll still just carry a water bottle. But we were we didn't even carry packs that day going up after the cat. No. Nope. We just drank just water. Just drinking water, and, eating plants. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so following these uh, Preston around the woods. I've, I mean, I've dabbled, but I don't know a lot. But like, literally, as Preston's moving through the woods like a mountain lion, he, he's also eating like an elk. Like he's just grabbing handfuls of things, and we're not really talking at this point because we're, you know, we're working the woods. So I'm just grabbing handfuls of whatever he is, making sure it's the same stuff, and I'm chewing on it, going, I don't know what this is, but he's eating it, and I'm eating it. And it's not bad. And it's not bad. It's got to be good for yep. me. Yep. And then, a little, then when we got to a point where we could talk, and like, what, what were we eating? Yeah. You know, what was this? What was that? Yeah. I found that a little bit of mountain sorrel mixed with your Copenhagen is just <laughs> to die for. <laughs> good good organic blend. Get that mint snuff, man. Put a little mountain sorrel in there. A little pinch. Chew it up. Yeah. Pinch. Entrepreneur oh, in you is uh, yeah. coming out, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to look at the tax regulations around mountain, uh, growing tobacco. Mountain organic tobacco. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I, I love drinking clean mountain unfiltered water yeah. i love it yeah it's there's it's, an energy to it for sure yeah well you yeah. said that's a source of b vitamins source of b vitamins in the soil that, that that you just don't get it it's a bacteria actually those b vitamins so and you're killing we, it putting chlorine in it or filtering it are you killing it with uv nope so that's kind of my that's I'm i learned just, that from joaquin so i'm fine with drink like i drink with you guys yeah but i'm Going to the method of running my UV with my my Nalgene mm-hmm. if I'm in places that are sketchy where you're still at least drinking. Yeah, this is crystal clear. This is yeah. cold running. Yeah, water. and I'm I'm definitely conscious of what's above where I'm drinking. Yeah, you know, but you find a, a creek coming We're out of the side the of this hill, We're the and there's yeah. you know there ain't nothing above it. You know, as yeah. long as people Nobody's are crapping camping. in the woods Nobody's in the creek above these, it's like. Yeah, no camp above it, no illegal grow site or house or septic system. I mean, yeah. It could be a dead elk up there, but that's just more yeah. B vitamins. Yeah, yeah. But I, I'm probably drinking out of creeks with dead animals in them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Our good buddy Walt Miller has a quote. The more you take into the woods, the less you take out. It's really something on my mind right now. Like, just thinking about what I have on when I go in I'm all like I think every year I'm cutting back and I'm trying to to take less and and I feel like I can move better out there and well that stuff um, becomes a burden at some point yeah I mean just just going up that 
you know, yep. four hours, three miles on cat track and not having a pack. It's oh, just it's nice so moving it's liberating. through the brush. Yeah. 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 You don't have that pack. You're not trying to drag your backpack yep. through the brush as you yeah. run it. It's just, it's real nice. It is. And, and, and this time of year, um, you know, this week, the weather hasn't been awful. You know, if we were here tomorrow and it's dumping rain, you know, you might want to bring rain gear. But it's there's something about being comfortable in the woods and knowing that, okay, if I got stuck out here tonight, like, I'd, I'd be okay. Yeah. I'd be, I, yeah. You know, it might not be well, like I sleeping always, in your bed, but... I always go into the woods, no matter what, assuming I'm not coming out yep. that night. This, yep. I feel better about... Because I really... I take other people hunting that... I'm not seeing my skill sets high. What I'm saying is I'm comfortable in the woods after dark. Yep. That's what I'm saying. Here. Yeah. Yep. And so when I'm coming out, I generally don't run a flashlight unless I have to. I really enjoy my nights walking yeah. in the woods. Yeah. Um, and I have friends who are like, oh, this guy, you're going to be walking out in the dark. And it's, but I like to be where the animals are before dark. I've always had my best shot opportunities right before dark and versus first light when it comes to the, hunting this brush. And I really like being in those places, and I, I like that walk out at night. It's, yeah, it's yeah. There's something about it. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's different than your usual rhythm, you know. Yeah, coming in and turning the light on, and yeah, you know, your eyes adjust to the and it, and it, the animals are alive at that time of night. And oh it, yeah, a it, lot it, of things it pick just up activity. feels good. And you to add to that, I I keep trying to find different ways where I'm I have a less of an impact, hmm. uh, meaning less of awareness that they're that I'm there trying to find a way to be quieter um patienter like whatever like patienter I don't think that's yeah word. more patient uh, <laughs> uh, Kuskaki as Bob would say I'm making up words again it's like Coos County uh, education I got yeah um but yeah more patient um woodsmanship woodsmanship that's what it goes back to yep. every every time and I think we talk about a lot on this podcast it's not being taught it's it, the word gets thrown around a lot, but the word doesn't seem to have um, meaning to a lot of people. Like, yeah, you know, yep. We're we're you know looking at the map before we the actual physical map before we drop into the drainage, you know, and and so you can orient yourself to okay, you know, because this I've never been to this place before, so I'm really like okay, this drainage runs east west. We're starting on the east side. You know, if I, you know, if, if we turn to the south, we're going up to that other ridge that other way. You know, that yeah. Way. So it's just paying attention to those kind of things, and yeah, it yeah. kind of makes for an enjoyable experience. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and and that goes to like what we take. So let's talk a little bit about like let's talk about bows and arrows and 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 boots and and packs and stuff. Like let's talk a little bit about that. Like I know. Um, Preston has these really cool shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was turned on to these moccasins uh, from Kersey, Kersey Lawrence, um, but they're they're bull hide moccasins with a really thin uh, vibram sole glued onto them, and 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 you trace your foot. The guy oh, makes we're not them. talking like a boot sole. No, super it's a, thin. It's a it's, it's a like it's a, a water. I think it's quarter inch sole. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's yeah. So I think it's quarter inch rubber, and uh, and it doesn't have any heel. You know, no it's heel. it's flat. Yeah. And this guy here in Oregon makes them, and uh, 
Health they, boots or something. Yeah, they Health make them for fantasy people. Yeah. But um, but you trace your foot, so it fits like a glove. Yeah, you can tell just looking at them, they're made custom for Preston's feet. And, like, and they're super makes, light. It makes you want a pair of seeing how well they fit. They are really cool. They're really light. You can feel every stick under your foot. The $500 price yep, point. Yep, they is, are. I'm not, I'm not I'd as... I'd say those are well worth it. I well mean, worth a lot, it. A lot of people spend $500 on boots. Well, I've had them for... I've had them for five years and haven't yeah. had to restitch them yet. Now, do you oh, carry a heavier set of boots, boots for packing the animal out? Yeah, I do. I got a heavier set okay. here, and I'm go- and I'm going to start wearing the heavy set going into the wilderness, but wearing the yeah. moccasins while I hunt. And they don't weigh things. You still they don't weigh things. Yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. haven't packed out a big animal with them. Yeah, yeah. I kind of um, have that same I would setup, need... but mine aren't as legit. They're just like these super lightweight uh, boots that Danner makes, and they're the closest thing I found to a moccasin up that you can you know buy over the counter somewhere is that that with the t- soft is that the tan ones yeah yeah, yeah. They're, they're they're made for hot weather yeah they work good for going in the creek they got these little vents on the side so they do they do get water in them no problem but they they the water pours right back out um they're they're not bad but i want to get a pair of what preston has they're yeah. fun for the slipping ticket. around yeah they're really cool yeah. and I, I like my uh swarovski 10 by 42s i mean they're nice right who doesn't but in this jungle, I've known this for a while, but I know that a little pair of seven powers or eight powers, thirty objectives, something smaller, um, would have more value and it would be less on me. And um, these these giant, I have this big like bino harness holder that all the guys are wearing, you know. Yeah. And I've had a lot of different ones. And I was actually telling Carson this morning, I'm gonna chop up the one I have. And my other one I have, and I'm going to combine them because <laughs> the one is real small and sleek on my chest, but has crappy straps. And huh. the other one has great straps, but it's big and <laughs> it's like having a a, a, a baby Bjorn and like I got a backpack on my chest. I just don't like it. Well, you uh, should have seen that. We, we made homemade harnesses before people made backpack harnesses or uh, vinyl harnesses. I remember the one, the dad, the outfit dad hooked up for me was basically just a camera strap or you know over your neck for the binos and then it was surgical tubing with snap swivel snaps pushing oh, yeah. swivels seen that. Seen that yeah and it, it worked tight yeah. yeah it worked but cool. it was yeah. stretchy enough you pull them up yeah cool it didn't have a cover or a case over it yeah. but it, yeah. but it kept them from swinging around yeah and um and hunting like the way we were in this stuff i didn't carry binos just because it's it's again i'm after a certain type of experience like i've used binos in this thick stuff and spotted animals in their beds you know it, it helps but sometimes you know you leave that behind and and you have to f- see an animal with your bare eyes and, and i found when i do that elk it slows me slows down. slows you down yeah because you might have to stare and you might have to stop and stare at that one branch that's 120 yards and some weird light that yep. looks like an elk antler yep. sticking up you just gotta stop and stare at it for a while and maybe it was just a stick, but while you stopped and stared yeah. at it, you heard another bull sound off over here, or crap, yeah. you know, snap a limb and, over here. And it makes it harder, but if if you're not as concerned with just the kill and you're into the hunt, it, it, it you know, it offers a different type of experience. Sure. Yeah, it's just one yeah. less thing got hanging off your neck. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a middle ground there that I think I'm looking for. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, well, I still carry binos. Like, like sometimes. Oh, yeah, you use a lot of a few days. Yep. Those little oh, tiny yeah. pair. Yeah, yeah. I like like Mike Barrett. You know, he goes smaller. He like uses a pocket set. Right, right. Um, it's like pretty minimalist. Like yep. I think they're like seven by fifteen. <laughs> nice. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. Little, little, it, the little. It's looking for a patch of hair in that bush. It's just yeah. a, just <laughs> a pocket. Just to confirm something. Yep. You know? Yep. Um, yep. 
No, so yeah, um, we tried. We tried to slim down. I'm super, super excited that you know this year, I'm back to shooting a self bow and wood arrows. Um, yeah, let's really, talk about that. Yeah, so so I came up to the traditional Archers of Oregon annual banquet. That's where I met you guys in person, and uh, I picked up um, three Osage staves uh, from Carson. I've got you that I've cut down, but it's really challenging for me to work, and and so I, I got some Osage from from Carson, <clears throat> and. Um, and Clay Hayes, he sent me his Master Bowyer DVD set, and then I got the Dean Torges book from Carson, and those two resources. You know, I considered myself an amateur bowmaker. Those two resources really helped refine my my self bow skills. Yeah, that's to not where a, it's not an amateur bow you've been carrying around. No, it's with. not. Yeah, I, I, it's I, a thumper. It, it um, and not that it really matters, but it, it shoots a 600 grain arrow 180 feet per second, and that's just a nice metric to compare, you know. Yeah. And and it, I mean, that's with a little bit of. Uh, it, it's got recurved tips, but it's got a little set out of the. Yep. It, it developed a little set. Yep. And and so you've got the best of both worlds. You've got that that shootability of a deflexed bow. It's just like a deflexed. Well, I made it to be bow. the best. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it shoots, I'm just kidding. But what's really cool about it is that it's it's a 64 inch bow that, <laughs> that looks like a 60 inch bow. James has a measuring. This tape. whole day, this whole my whole life, I thought six inches are this big, and James brings out his measuring tape. <laughs> Them out. I was like, my bow's a 64, yeah. and the limb yeah. profile is almost the same. Yeah. And I'm like, well, let me tell you how you make a, a 64 inch bow into a 60 inch one. You try to recurve the tips and, and, and crack something. They cut it down. <laughs> yeah. 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 But no, Clay's Master Bowyer DVD set was phenomenal. And just there's some tips in there that just help refine some stuff for me and create an efficient weapon, you know? Yeah. He, he's Your bow looks a lot teacher. like yeah. a clay Hayes. Yeah. Bow. Yeah, I, yeah, I copied his recipe. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good design. Yeah, and it, it, and it shoots great. Yeah. As long as I do my part. It yeah. shoots yeah. these these Douglas fir Sherwood shafts great. Well, he's been doing his part. <laughs> yeah. But, there, yeah. you know, this is the fun thing about traditional bows is, remember that day my, my arrows weren't flying good? Yeah. And I had to adjust my brace height and knock point and then put a little tension to my form, and then I was back on. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and, you, you, we came back to camp because we were stumping, and all of a sudden, there's a scene a little porpoise in. I yeah, like, and I don't know about your knock point or maybe your brace height changed. Yeah, and they came back to camp, and you 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 spent a little time. Yeah, at the at the 3D range at camp. Yeah, and what what's and that quiver? I like back that. On. That's the Creek Walker trading quiver. That's the one Clay uses too. Because when I I put a regular, I like those Selway quivers on my laminated bows. But it, but um, the the quiver, the arrow gripper, and the broadhead hood are too close together, so that so on my self bow there's some hand shock. The end of those fletchings rattle. Yeah. So that Creek Walker one extends the gripper and the broadhead holder beyond where it attaches to the limb and just holds it a little steadier. Yeah. yeah. It's a beautiful setup. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a, that's a quality yeah. product. Yeah. Because um, the other option is shooting a, a hip quiver like Carson, you know, or a side quiver. Yeah. He's carrying. Yeah, I like I like the little. So there's nothing on your bow. Just a modified bow quiver. I mean, yeah. Moving through the brush as much as we did, like yeah, there's a couple times where it was pain in the butt, but for the most part, it tucks tucks through pretty. You good. did. A, you yeah, you did. A, you have you have a good conscious awareness of where it's at. Yeah. Well, I did. carry it every time yeah. I go hunting, so right. it's just. Um, but there's I like try, one time I, where I somehow behind me, some, somehow behind me, I got the end of an arrow through my bow string and and caught in my bow like you get brush caught between yeah. your string and your yeah. limb and i couldn't figure out what the hell was going on but i was all hung up and yeah. I, that was the first but uh anyway yeah can have uh, to see it to understand yeah and carson he just shoots like whatever like you got two bows you're shooting on this <laughs> i didn't bring out the i brought a backup bow i couldn't make yeah i, I shoot no sage a long bow 
about 55 pounds, just just a little bit of recurve to the tips. And uh, are those gold tips anything or Eastons? Yeah, or... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the uh, IFOC setup. GPI. It's a it's GPI. That, yeah, yeah, high GPI. High GPI. Yeah. GPI over GPI FOC equals. Yeah, I think I got 10 percent or something. Yeah. High GPI. No, we yeah we 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 drilled some stumps. Oh man, that was so much fun. Watch one of those arrows disappear into a bear. Sure would have. We. I think we built up a lot of knowledge of this place for spring bearer to where, you know, it's not, there's investments made, Yeah, you know, even though we didn't fill I feel tags. like, I feel like, yeah, this year I learned a lot about how the bears are using it. And so next year, you know, if we come back here, I'll be starting at already understanding how they're using it and I can go to those places, you know, and, yep. and, um, modifying our our strategies and enough time you know we're going to run into one of those bears yeah yep yeah definitely um you're shooting what are you shooting i'm shooting uh alan boyce chief uh next best thing to a self bow yeah it's (laughs) uh, a beautiful bow that my buddy alan built me um it's his hybrid design it's a 64 inch long bow um it's got some the best Oregon myrtle on the it's on the belly. It's, it's pretty, and yeah. then on and then some. No, really, you got you got myrtle on the back. Oh, we have myrtle on the back, and then I got you wood on the belly. That's some really really cool. Bunch of little pin knots. Pin knots. Yeah, it's black pretty marks. It's a really pretty bow, and, and James is a good shot and shooting yep. them Sherwood shafts. We were hitting stuff out at like I mean there were some seventy 60, yard shots. 70 you yard took. shots. Yeah, that was fun. Stuff. I was like, we are ready for the last day of season, boys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was fun. Uh, yeah, we were we, we were letting them fly out there. I, I love the Great Northern Quiver, the extreme kickback. That's what I run the strap on. Um, so I'm shooting that really good, and I've got a couple Tolkien recurves coming, and I'm like, what a <laughs> shoot this bow so good, but uh, it's fun. It's traditional archery. It's awesome. Um, yeah, that's how I am with bows. I got one I like shooting, but I'm already working on the next two or three yeah. at any given time. Grass is always greener. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and so that, that brings us to today. Um, well, last night. Oh, We yeah. didn't do the last night's hunts. Uh, yeah, there yeah. wasn't much anything. It wasn't much. Well, except for you. you yeah. You had yeah. some. Yeah. Me and the daughter went back to the same spot and um, tried to get on that big bear again that was cruising all over the place, and he didn't show, but his... Uh, his girlfriend did this beautiful cinnamon bear um she showed in range um for alex like i said with the rifle uh, 200 yards and she showed up at 127 yards right underneath us i'd actually heard her in the creek bottom she knocked over a few things so i, I was expecting a bear to come out and i just couldn't get the gun set up for her every time i could get, get into the gun and see it and get try to get her into the gun it was just an angle thing. There was too much brush, or it's coming up the same ridge you're on. Yeah, and we were skyline, so we were sneaking over to the edge, just trying to. And we we had about seven or eight minutes there where we did like ten different setups trying to get her a, a shot on the bear. And she's patient. She wasn't just gonna fling rounds. Yeah, oh, she good. she had the she had the big bear uh, several times. Um, in range, but he would not stop moving for nothing. Oh, that's great. And anytime I'd be like, well, how do you feel? She's like, nope, and there's no shot, there's no shot. She was not willing to, yeah, She's she knows that from archery, and she spent some time behind the gun, and um, I really want her first kill to be 
an animal that we walk up on, not crawling in the bush looking for a black bear, you know. Yeah. I want that experience to be just right, and so we've really uh, put the time in to do that. So, yeah, we had a good hunt. We got on a bear. Um, real close to... Real, real close range. Uh, we ended up, I think, one time he was 90, or she was 90. Um, we watched her rub on some stumps, and uh, then she went back into the creek, and we tried to uh, call her back out, and there was some huff, huffing, which almost made me feel like there might have been a boar down there, hmm. but he never showed himself. So we, we had a good hunt, and the season, we still have um, tonight and tomorrow and the next day, and um, I'm supposed to get an inch of rain tomorrow, so Sunday we're going to go and hit it real hard and nice. see if we can pull together. It'd be nice to get a bear in the freezer and, and uh, get a smile on her face. Yeah, yeah, and I've got, I'm going to leave... Uh, today and drive to a totally different unit and check out a, another area that I've been looking at on the maps just to see what it's like. You're going to go up to the Cascades. <clears throat> yeah, 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 just to check out a new area. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah. I'd love to join you. i got to go pick up the kiddos. Yeah. We've I was bro- thinking I might I might just throw them in the Suburban and head out for one day of just poking around just to see cool. some new country and yep. maybe have a chance at something happening. Yeah, yeah we broke down uh, the wall tent camp and um, we had a we had a, a, a <clears throat> great forest camp. manager come oh, in yeah. and check our camp and let us know fire season's coming. It's going to yeah. be early this year, and it's just been it's been a great camp. We're in just it's been fun, gorgeous here. Yeah, yeah. Good and we weather. didn't um, didn't get to let Nero go at a bear, but um, do you guys want to hear a story about one? Yeah. I do. Yeah. I do. I, t- I loved in the podcast with a, with a great story. Okay, I'll tell you about the uh, fall 2019 hunt, this last one. Um, and I think I want, want to make sure um, new hunters that are listening to this know that uh, this story I'm going to tell, it's it has seven years of history before it. So I didn't just walk into the woods and shoot a bear, you know. <clears throat> there's I, I've slept on this mountain over 100 nights. I've got a lot of time invested in this place, but... It's a place that I that I come to know well. It's in the wilderness. Um, I really love being there. <clears throat> and uh, so Phil and I went in. Um, we're in California. We're in California. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Down outside of L.A. No, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> La La Land. Um, yeah. Uh, so I was hunting my buddy Phil Johnson, great tracker, um, musician, biologist, cool guy, starting to hunt. Um, we're, he's hunting with a recurve. I, I had my longbow, laminated longbow last year. And we went into our spot uh, Friday night, hiked in, got to camp about four miles right at sunset. You know, didn't see much going in. Saturday morning, got up, you know, before dawn, and, and we set up. We're hunting both blacktail bucks and bears. And so we sat up um, on the top of some ridges where you can actually see and look for look for bucks, you know. And we did some glassing and, and didn't see any deer. And kind of throughout the first half of the morning, we worked our way down this main ridge, you know, peeking into all these side drainages looking for bucks, you know, feeding or going into their bed. And uh, by the middle of the day, we had worked all the way down the main ridge to a a little bench saddle. And we had jumped two bears walking down there, but um, hadn't been seeing much else, not even any does or bucks. And we kind of spent the middle of the day, a couple hours there, relaxing, napping, eating, snacking on food. And this this place where we're sitting is a... um, a bench on a main ridge and on either side of it, it it folds into three little fingers and each of those has a spring at the head of them and then ar- around the main ridge um, grows this really thick uh, early oak brush and, and this early oak 
um, it's, it's actually technically called Sadler Oak, um, Quercus Sadleri. It's a low-growing brush with big, fat acorns, and the animals eat it at the end of August and beginning of September. It's the first acorn that the animals can eat that, in the beginning of the season. And, I, and I've learned over the years that there's, a, there's like a two-week period, and it, after that, it's gone. It's quick. Everything gets into it. So Phil and I are sitting there on that saddle, and, and we had a bear walk by, um, and we tried to catch up to her, but she was moving somewhere and couldn't get up to her quietly. And then a half an hour later, another bear walked by, and we couldn't catch up to him either. But by this time, we're like, it's mid-afternoon, and, and we're like, well, you know, let's get hunting, you know. Throw the packs on. And Phil Phil takes the top of the ridge, and I drop halfway down to where there's a, a rocky bench that I've seen bucks bed on, and, and I'm going to still hunt the middle of the ridge through all that oak brush, right? As I'm going down that ridge, I jumped a bear out of the thicket, and he took off running. <clears throat> and, and I'm thinking, okay, there's bears in here, Preston, slow down. So I dropped my pack, I took my shoes and socks off, and I, and I just started creeping to where I could peek down the hill, right, and listen. And the, the bears, when they're feeding in this brush, it's actually a pretty quiet sound. It, it can sound like a squirrel rustling or, or a flock of quail moving. And so I, I listened really carefully, and, and I could hear distinctly three different bears feeding in the oak brush, right? They're all about 40 to 60 yards away from me. The wind was pretty good in my favor coming still up the hill. So so I kind of maneuvered down to the first bear, and I can't see any of them. The brush is thick, right? But there's paths to maneuver through. And so I got down to about 20 yards from the first bear, knocked an arrow, and if I can't get close to them, I kind of like to let them um, present the shot, you know, because they'll feed around. So I I waited, and that bear eventually came out of the thicket and was walking um, past a tree, and and he he looked like a good mature bear, he was going to step out from behind that tree 20 yards away from me, right? And I was just waiting um, for that shot. And right when his head got to the tree, the wind swirled, and he smelled me and took off. Luckily, him taking off didn't spook the other two bears. So I kept going down to the next lower bear below me, which was 40 yards away. And I got in again about 20 yards and then just sat back and waited, right? And about five minutes later, that bear fed out. And he fed out and stopped and stood there broadside. And I, I pulled back to my anchor settled into my anchor, picked a spot, and just made a really clean release. And that arrow was going straight into that bear's vitals and then hit a cherry twig on the way in and dove into the ground at his feet. And he perked up. And so I put another arrow on, drew back, same thing, just really good shots. It felt good to take a good shot, right? Released that arrow, and this time the bear heard it, and he turned, you know, and and dodged the arrow, right? Yeah. He took off. So I went down there and picked my arrows up to make sure there's no blood on them, no blood, no flat, nothing, clean misses. So then I started working over to the third bear, and this bear was um, on the same contour level as me, and I was able to get over to where he was really easy. He was about 10 yards away. There was a big fallen fir tree in between us. He was down in this real thick oak brush, you know, and the the fallen tree was about um, waist height for me, right? So I I waited for him to come out and present a shot. And he, he eventually worked his way into where there was a little hole. I could see his shoulder. I could see his vitals. So I drew back my bow, my bow again, picked the spot, made a nice clean release. That arrow was going in and hit a branch and, and, and bounced off onto the other side of the bear and bounced around on the ground. And so the bear heard that arrow on the other side of him and erupted out of that bush. And now he wasn't, 
He wasn't charging me. I just happened to be standing exactly where he wanted to go. And so he jumped up onto that fallen fir tree and then launched himself in the air, arms outstretched like a superhero straight at me. And I, I had to turn and, and dodge him like a bullfighter does, you know, as he launched over me in the air, you know, and I was just like, oh, you know, and the bear hit the ground and just tore off running. It was incredible. I could have reached my hand up and like grazed his fur. Spear. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was incredible. Um, and so I went and got my arrow again. There was no blood, anything on it. And, and I was, I was pretty, you know, adrenaline going and went and found Phil. And I was like, Phil, Phil, the bears are in here. You know, I shot three arrows, you know, <laughs> and he's like, Oh, cool. And we're probably like an hour from sunset. And I was like, Let, let's go take the, um, uh, the game path to another oak brush thicket that I knew of, you know, and we're working down there, jumped another bear, <clears throat> um, probably the same bear as one of the ones I saw. And, and we're coming right across a creek and then you kind of come up this draw until you get to the end of that ridge line and right around the corner is where that other oak brush thicket is. So as we're walking up that draw, <clears throat> uh, Phil sees a bear come down the hill and, and he's like, bear, bear, he's got good eyes, you know? So we kind of freeze and this bear comes down, down to where we're at, the game trail we're on, and it turns and walks away from us towards that oak thicket. And, and we're watching him and we're like kind of getting ready to start shadowing him and then he turned around and he starts coming straight at us and he's kind of like mouthing plants on the side of the trail he's probably 100 yards away but walking down the game trail towards us when he got behind a fallen tree phil and i um dropped down to our knees on the downhill side of the game trail and so we're like down kind of really low and knocked arrows and the bear comes out around behind that tree and and is just walking down the trail nose to the ground towards us right and 50 yards 40 yards, 30 yards. At 20 yards, uh, I started drawing my bow back. And now I'm, you know, this is where like practicing in these awkward position helps. I'm, I'm down on my knees with my full backpack with all my gear in camp for three days on my back and, and kind of hunched up, you know, because I'm trying to be small. And at 20 yards, I just slowly start drawing the bow back, real slow draw. And at about 10 yards, I get to my anchor point and settle in. And he's coming straight frontal towards us. And he picked his head up and sees us at 10 yards, right? And so now he sees us and, and, and he's contemplating what to do. And this whole time, I'm just boring down my arrow straight into where his lungs will be when he turns. And when he turned to leave, I let that arrow go. And the last thing I saw is that orange fletching disappear through his side, right at his lungs. And, and I hear the arrow hit on the ground on the other side, right? And he bails off this steep hill. And, and you know how fast a bear can run downhill. He makes it maybe 35 yards and stops, and then we hear his last breath. You know, it was seconds, right? Oh, Two, three man. seconds, he was out. And Phil and I are standing there just listening to make sure, and all of a sudden, Phil goes, bear, bear, up the trail, coming down the same exact path is another big boar, the same same size, right? And I'm like, Phil, put an arrow on, right? We kneel back down, and, and I'm thinking, oh my God, we're going to kill two bears right now, you know? Um, and that bear followed the same exact trail, but when he hit my arrow, my bloody arrow laying in the, in the game path, he, he froze up, sniffed that arrow and bailed off the trail. So he Phil didn't, didn't get like a that. shot. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. It was incredible. So then we, um, that was, that was the ninth, ninth bear that day we saw. What a couple of hours in the woods. Oh, it was, four, it was one of the best. Four bears within bow range and oh. ended up killing the fourth one. Yeah. And I was lucky, and I lucky and I had sharp broadheads. Yeah. yeah. And it just came down to knowing the food source. Yeah, yeah. And so this is this was super neat is 
we were seeing the acorns, but we hadn't seen bear scat, acorn bear scat, right? And and it, it ended up, we figured out, that was the very first day that they had started feeding on those acorns. It was super cool. There is something to be said about that. That I'm was anticipating neat. that. I, I've always said, showing up when I talk about blacktail hunting, um, or, or even elk hunting, rut hunting, you don't want to be in town hearing about <laughs> the rut. Because it's already happening. Uh-huh. You want to be out there wondering why it's not happening, and then all of a sudden it starts happening. Huh. Yeah. That's when you get the magic. Huh. If you hear about it happening and then you go out to look for it, you're catching the. T- huh. You missed the magic part already. Oh, cool. That's yeah, cool. and that's what I've always found is, and so it's like being there when they first start that food source or that behavior. Yeah, can be bananas. That's cool. Yeah. So so then we went to trail this bear right and now my arrow we've, we figured out went through uh both lungs and clipped the top of the heart right complete pass through and we've we followed this bear's trail only about 35 yards down a steep hill with not one single drop of blood he didn't bleed out you know which is typical of bears that are are killed cleanly um that i found <clears throat> so it was just you know trailing blackberry that he you know dragged and scuffs and the pine needles and things like that and it led he wouldn't go far you know if you it's like don thomas says if you put an arrow through their lungs you should be able to find it yeah um the few that i've shot went down in sight yeah they didn't go anywhere yeah it's awesome yeah and uh and and he wasn't he hadn't fattened up on on acorns yet so you know phil kept saying that's a big bear and, and I've been killing really big animals for work, um, feral animals. And I'm like, ah, yeah, I don't know, maybe. And he was like, that's a big bear. And uh, I was like, yeah, maybe. And, and we gutted him. And, and it took a lot of effort to drag him back up like 35 yards to that flat game trail where we could process him, you know. And and I was thinking, oh, I, I guess he was kind of big. And his, his skull ended up being like 18 and a half inches. That's and I was, like, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe he was kind of big, you know. Did you have him aged? Uh, yeah, but it, it takes a couple years for them to get to it. Um, Mark Higley, who studied bears like 20 years in that region, uh, he looked at the teeth. I think he was 14 years old. Yeah. And it looks about like that. Yeah. Looks about it was, uh, it was yeah. Yeah. yeah big feet. You know, like yeah, feet we've been tracking. Yeah. Um, and so Phil and I uh, was he a black black bear? Black. Yep. Jet black. Yeah. Gorgeous. Tall legs. Um, real pretty bear. That was that picture you showed. That yeah. Tall, long 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 legs. legs yep. Clean smelling fur, clean smelling meat. Wow. So I would have we, guessed a younger bear looking at the picture. I know. With those long legs. Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't. Yeah. Um, we uh, so the sun set and we skinned and quartered him, cut all the meat off his ribs. You know, took the heart, um, the the tongue, all that, <clears throat> and I loaded up the four quarters, the hide, the head. Oh no, no, I took the four quarters and the hide. And, and a bag of meat, rib meat and scrap meat. And then Phil took all of my camp and his camp and the head and a bag of meat. And we had three and a half miles to hike out, and it was a beast. That's beautiful. Yeah. Type 2 fun. It was awesome. <laughs> Type yeah. Two fun. One time we sat down, you know, to rest, just on a, when you find a log that's yeah, high enough to lean against. Back back. Yeah. And I, and I yeah. fell down. I fell down, and I was like, oh, I can't get up. Yeah, yeah, it was great. That was a heavy load, um, but awesome. You know, we got out to the truck at midnight. Um, you know, and and drove home, and then and then the next weekend uh, we canned up that whole bear. We canned the whole thing. Um, Is that some of the bear we were eating? Bear we've been eating. Yep. Oh man, it's, so it's good. great. Yeah. Oh so man, good. that canned bear meat is awesome. Yeah. 
That's the way to do it for canned meat, man. Yeah. I took notes there. Canned, canned, pressure canned meat. Yeah. Yep. It's ready to go yep. for stews. You know, yep. that's, that's the way to Shrimp do it. in the canned. shell. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Shrimp oh, yeah. in the shell on the barbecue. barbecue. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, those, those guys, Jay, uh, Dimitri, and Moses, and, and Tim Nelson, they all inspired me about canning meat, you know, and it, yeah. it's killer. Yeah. Um, way to do it. Gary Wallace killed a bull one year, and I helped him uh, do the pack out process. And, um, he doesn't, you know, he gives me the meat because it's just him and his wife or whatever. Not all the meat, but he gives me a, a, a lot of meat. Yeah. More than I deserve for the work I'm doing. And um, she cans a bunch while we're butchering. And they gave me a couple cases of canned elk meat. And I let it sit around for about a year like I didn't even know what it was. <laughs> and then my buddy was like, dude, you're slipping up big time. He's like, you need to be opening that stuff and eating it. And sure enough, yeah, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard just, to just open it and not pick it out and eat it right there. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. You can just make tacos. Tacos. It's ready to go. Stew. Salad. The convenience factor is, like, yep. huge. Especially yeah. camping. Yeah. yeah. And then if you, if you get creative uh, and throw, you know, jalapenos oh, yeah. or, or some kind of sauce or some seasoning in there, yeah. it's ready. Yeah, Heather, my wife Heather made up... Um, Roasted tomatillos and and made a chili verde sauce and we canned that up with chili verde sauce. Oh. Throw that on a taco. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, what a hunting story. Yeah, it was, yeah, that was an awesome hunting story. Thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks for uh, again coming up to uh, here and spending time with us and uh, showing us how you do it. Man, it was really fun for you guys. It's fun being in the woods with with other people who enjoy that type of hunting and enjoy the whole experience and uh, are good woodsmen you guys are good in the woods yeah yeah we're working on it learned yeah. a lot yeah i'm looking learned forward to uh week. our future adventures together for sure yeah me too yeah. yeah we should do it again yeah well everybody i hope this inspires you guys to get out there and and get after it um i think that uh like we've said the the more you take into the woods, the less you bring out, and you don't have to have um, all the right gear, all the right things to get out and make these memories and make these experiences. You can do it with a squirrel hunt uh, in your back 40. Um, it seems like there's public land or some kind of wild places no matter where you're at, and I think it's just awesome doing it with, with a, a core group of guys that share the same values. And Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I hope that you guys get out and get a chance to do that. Uh, don't forget to support your local bow hunting organizations and our national organization, Compton's Traditional Bow Hunters. Um, Sherwood Shafts here, they're still running 15% discount for our Patreon supporters. So yep, if sign you guys up, support TriQuest Podcast, Patreon, join Patreon. Join the Patreon. Uh, we've got some great giveaways coming up on that. Um, and as always, play in your face, spot, and shoot straight. Yeah.